0: Hello, welcome to the show. Um, I can tell you, Elon Musk... Memo suggesting Twitter is worth less than half what he paid for it has somehow come to the surface. Well, it is, but he's not selling it. So it doesn't matter um, because that's what happens, isn't it? It comes and flows, goes rather than it ebbs and flows. Um, But this is to do with uh, must offer of stock grants to people. He paid, what did he pay for it? Um, 50 billion. It's worth 20 billion now um, or 30 billion now. $44 $44 they he paid for it in October, and it's worth a bit less now, but that's how business works. Eiffel Tower may have inspired Van Gogh's The Starry Night, says expert. This is great. This is great. Lovely story. Art experts have long struggled to explain the inspiration behind Vincent Van Gogh's The Starry Night, uh, which, of course, um, uh, Don McLean wrote about, didn't he? A starry Starry Night. That's about this painting. Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. In which towering cypress trees are depicted against a swirling night sky over a hillside village. Now, I saw this painting over the weekend spookily, Mazzani, uh, because Eli was doing a dance show uh, with his theatre group, Jam, and it was all based on painting. So they'd show a painting and then do a dance to, to complement the painting, and this was one of the paintings. And, and also... It was awesome, it was brilliant, by the
1: way. It's a lovely painting. Um, and also, it gives I, was, you... I was referring to my child <laughs> dancing and his friends. And also your child. Thanks for listening. <laughs> obviously, you have something to add. Go on, off you go. Well, I, I thought that Van Gogh preceded the Eiffel Tower, but obviously not. Um, have you well? Have you done some checking? I haven't. So why did you think that then? Well, I didn't. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> one of those things that I've, I you know, it's one of the sort of foundations on which I sort of live my life. Van Gogh first, <laughs> Eiffel Tower second. But why?
0: <laughs> but, okay, but why in that case, if it wasn't, why have you even thought about it? If it isn't one of those principles? But
1: because I just thought Van Gogh quite ages ago. Ages ago. Yeah. And we recently read a book, a children's book, Mary and I, about the building of the Eiffel Tower. It wasn't popular in Paris. They right. didn't like it. And then now they do. Um. <laughs> well, it does look, I mean, the funny thing is, it does look like a big sort of
0: transmission map, yes. doesn't it? And if somebody built one of those in front of your house, you'd be like, what? Yeah. But no, no, it's le Tour yeah. It is our national monument. We um, will be renowned
1: for it forever and ever. And I thought that was about 150 years ago. Right. In fact, it was. Was it? So Van Gogh was quite recent. Well, he was more recent than
0: that. yes. Yeah. Didn't he, know that. He went to, to art college, didn't he? Because he didn't start painting till he was 29. He was a teacher or something, wasn't he? He wasn't very good. And so he went and had lessons when he was 29. And he had lessons till he was about 36, 37. And then he got quite good. Quite oh. good. Mm. Only quite good. Then he cut his ear off. Yeah. The um, Arthur Tower was built in 1887. Van Gogh was built in... 1889! <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: What do you mean, there you go? No, That was, right, was right.
0: <laughs> because there you go. As if, like, people just seen that. There you go. That's what I said. Unbelievable. He's on fire. I love it. It's going to be a great week. World's longest bus journey will take 56 days to cross Europe. Do we fancy this or not? I, I like the idea of it, but I'm not sure I want to spend 56 days on a bus. It's going to have to be a very, very nice bus.
2: But also, and how much uh, per day are you on the bus?
0: Um, well, uh, due to depart in August, the 56-day trip, which is available for up to 30 passengers, will span 22 countries, taking travellers from Turkey's largest city through the Balkans, Eastern Europe, Scandinavia, and Western Europe to the UK capital. I don't know: a ferry crossing on the Gulf of Finland, a visit to the North Cape or North Cap, uh, the northernmost point in continental Europe, and a cruise along the Norwegian fjords are listed among the highlights of the 12,000-kilometre journey.
2: I think I like it. I'm not sure. I think I'd like it. Like you said, I mean, it's got, you can't be too squashed.
0: Squished, squashed, no. Yeah. Feeling stressed, some sheep will calm you, EWE. And this is because they've checked it out in California. For the past two years, around 25 sheep were allowed to nibble on lawns at central campus locations at the University of California. And they are fenced in, uh, given access to clean water, and taken back and forth to their home barns in the morning and at night by trailer. Researchers surveyed about. 200 students and staff have found that those who'd walked past the sheep or studied near them had a significantly lower likelihood of being stressed compared with people who didn't come across the livestock at all. So you just got to walk near a sheep and it's good for you. That's great. But f- I know loads of farmers. They seem quite
1: stressed to me and they're surrounded by sheep. <laughs> Maybe you have to have nothing to do with the sheep. Yeah. Maybe they've just got to be kind of sheep bystanders. Other people's sheep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's true, though, isn't it? Because if you, you know, I once, you know, uh, bought a house, it's had lots of land, uh, and it was great for about a minute, and then you realise, oh, no, I've got to look after this. And my mate had a similar house overlooking somebody else's land. That's the house you want. Yeah. You can even complain about them not looking after their (laughs) land if you want to. But I was thinking about this. Now we have Regent's Park in London. Lots of other parks, of course, around the city, uh, around around the country. Uh, we have Regent's Park. We have Hyde Park. Uh, we have Green Park. Um, you know, we have St James's Park. Especially Hyde Park is massive. Oh. It is. Sh- Regent's Park is are much bigger than you think, but Hyde Park is in not. You could build an airport in Hyde Park and people wouldn't notice. You know, I mean, the Serpentine fits in a very small corner of Hyde Park, and the Serpentine's got like tides and things. When the moon, when there's a full moon, the Serpentine is tidal. That's how big Hyde Park is. And I think it would benefit from a bit of livestock. You know, you go to the New Forest, there are ponies there, aren't there? The wild ponies. The new forest ponies and there's the cows. You know, um, I think I think Hyde Park would that really benefit from a few animals.
2: It's 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 crying out for animals. We've got all the geese. My only issue is, yes. um, I love walking the dog there. Right. And it, she loves no, chasing good an point. animal. Very so, good
0: point. Well made.
2: Because you know when you go to if you go to a park where there's deer, you have to be like on the lookout the whole time. No, that's yes. that's
0: that's good. Richmond Park, yeah. That's good. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because there are loads of livestock. They just happen to be birds. That's a really good point. But of course, they can escape to the water Yes. Um, and doggies and things can go in the water, but they don't usually. No. And, um, oh.
2: But also I think with Hyde be Park. a fenced
0: off area or a dog free area? Dogs must be on a lead area. The only thing
2: I think if there was livestock, there would be the danger of them like walking onto like some of the main roads around no, Hyde Park. No, because you
0: could, you could, I mean, look, there's always a way. To, to stop that happening. There's the yeah. cattle grids and things like I just yeah. think it'd be nice.
2: It, it would be nice, It'd be really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice.
0: Um, Daniel Radcliffe and girlfriend Erin Dark are expecting their first child. Do you know about those two as a couple?
2: <laughs> I do. Well, I, do. I saw this. I saw an article about three or four days ago, and it was just, oh, Daniel Radcliffe and his girlfriend spotted in New York, not saying anything about pregnancy, but showing pictures of her visibly pregnant. Right. Like, so you draw your own conclusion. Okay. Yeah, world's... very quiet couple. I like it. Yeah,
0: I, like I do. It. I like him a lot. I like Daniel. Radcliffe. The pitter patter of potter feet.
2: Hey. Oh, that's
1: good. Thank you. Did you come up with that? Yeah, I did. When?
2: Just now. I wrote
1: it down just so I didn't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, basically, sort of like
0: him, does not it? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: the world's first cheese kebab finally hits the su- uh, hits the sun. No, it's in the. Sun. It does hit the sun. It's in the UK. It's also in the paper. Uh, pub crawl vegetarians will at last have something to soak up the booze as the world's first cheese kebab hits the UK. And the sun have got a snappy headline to do this, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Uh, chibab. It's called the chibab, I suppose, the kebab. Yeah, we had some amazing plant-based um, pies over the weekend, and you can't buy them anywhere because we were asked to test them for a company.
2: Oh, excuse Ooh. me. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs>
0: Companies called Simplicity Foods, and they sent us these um, these pies. Um, uh, you can refri- you can freeze them. You can you know bake them. For- I like I like pies bro- baked from frozen. It's very clever the ke- the chemistry behind that, isn't it? Because they had because it's all about getting the pastry crispy and things. And- okay. You know, from frozen. Sometimes pies baked from frozen sometimes better than from not frozen, as opposed to just being heated up. And uh, we were also sent some sausage rolls. They were honestly, honestly, I'm not just saying it. They were the best um, vegan pie. I mean, they were, and they weren't. They weren't some sort of fancy, smancy, funny play on words. What they were called, beef and ale. Right. They just don't have any beef in them, you know. <laughs> and there was lamb, um, a lamb mint, and there was like a proper sausage roll. And they didn't. There's no hint of the fact. There's no. But there was no meat in it. Well, I don't think so.
1: You no, that. that would be a ruse, but <laughs> that's the idea.
0: <laughs> they were so good. Um, how Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively have become Hollywood's billionaire couple. He's the Mounties' son who bought Rexham AFC. Now, thanks to canny investments in everything from gin to mobiles, he and his wife make most A-listers look like paupers. There's a brilliant interview with him on Netflix. David Letterman, you know, um, uh, what's it called? None for introduction or introducing or I can't remember. It's one of the snappy titles that I can't remember. Next, next, next guest. Yeah. Uh, my next guest. He goes to Ryan Reynolds' home and interviews him. And she cut she's left loads of stuff out for them to it. To, and he just seems like a really cool dude. I mean extraordinarily cool dude. And this would sort of back that up. How, how's how's the show doing? There are loads of reality shows now to do with sport. So so there's Full Swing. This is the golf one. Which is the the golf hmm. equivalent of Drive, to, Drive survive. to Survive. There's um Drive to Survive itself, which was the original. And now they're ma- they're making them about everything,
1: aren't they? Hmm. There's a tennis tour one. Yes, there's a Six Nations one. Six Nations? It's a break Breakpoint yeah, break was point. the tennis one. The Six Nations one, they've just been filming that, so that'll be out soon. So this is like,
0: oh, it's almost like when Big Brother came out and mm. everybody thought, oh, reality TV, right, what's our version of that? Yeah.
1: I, I think it started yeah. it started with the football ones. It might have started with Sunderland Till I Die. Right. Um, the which, Man City was a big one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, then there was Man City. What were they called? What was um, that franchise I can't remember the, what the Manchester... Then there was... Um, uh, the the Tottenham one, um, there's the Arsenal one. People all or nothing. Yeah, all recall. or nothing. Yeah. Um, were they filming Antonio Conte's departure over the weekend? No, I think they've they've done with Spurs, but they did get Jose Mourinho's. Because what they could, if they were filming that,
0: you know, they could put like 30 seconds together. The people who who make Ted Lasso, Apple TV Plus, yeah. they could put like you know, want to see the opposite of this? Yeah. And they just show Antonio Conte losing his shillelagh. And uh, they go, yeah. 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 Well, ever, ever, ever wonder what Ted Lasso is? Never seen Ted Lasso, and then Sean and they go, I don't want to watch it. Go,
1: it's the opposite of what you've just seen. He um he's very hard on sleeve. You know, he's very hard on sleeve. But last. Week. No,
0: he's very like, oh my goodness me, three all against Southampton,
1: I'm never going to get another job again in my life. Unless I blame everybody else. <laughs> but me. I'll, I'll blame the club, <laughs> I'll blame the culture of the club, I'll blame the fans a bit and v- I'll really blame my players. We pay them, they don't care, they don't try and ever since then it was just when.
0: Front page of the star today, oh poor blimey, it's going to rain cats and dogs. A 150 mile per hour jet stream will bring torrential storms. Hooray! That's fun. Yeah, loads of fun. It's all the fun um and on the front page of tonight also the top right corner was slightly covered up by another newspaper um and I, cu- I could only see part of the headline sakas cracker um there was i just there was a couple of letters i couldn't see
1: ah yes
0: but i then i then now i know
1: it's about it's, bukaya saka who scored a really good goal yes. really good goal saka's against ukraine yes. last night good <laughs> <laughs> Um, how are you today? How are you, Vas? How was your weekend, my friend? It was fantastic, thank you. We went to Whitstable on Friday night. Spent Saturday in Whitstable. I did all the DIY jobs. Yes. There's a there's a little wall between our house and next door, and I really wanted. It's just it was brick and it was a bit mucky, and I've wanted to paint it for. Ever since we bought the house. But you have to ask the neighbours' permission. And they were doing up their house, so they were very rarely there. And finally I saw Rachel on Saturday morning and I said, do you mind if I paint that wall? And she went, no, go go for your life. And I went, what colour? And she went, I don't really mind, but maybe white. And I went, white's fine. An hour later, it was painted. Did you roll or did you brush? I brushed. Did you? Yeah, it was... An outside wall you brushed. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's very, not that easy, especially oh. her side was more kind of the, the, the brickwork was, was much more kind of gnarly and knobbly. And you have to sort of push the brush in rather than yeah. um, brush strokes. Nice. Was it very satisfying? It was. I was really worried about spilling paint on her front part. Yeah. Though. Did you cover it up? No, you didn't. no. of course you didn't.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, Saturday was a beautiful day, wasn't it? I mean, it was. It was a jump out beautiful day because it's pretty gnarly on Friday. It was really gnarly yesterday, but really alive as well. And of course, we had the runners. Um, you know, and the big run was set for Saturday, and this literally the sun. It seemed to come out just for. It wasn't just for us; it was for everybody. But it was it was um, it was rather wonderful, I have got to say. What a lovely bunch of people um, these these auction winners were. I mean, they're the same people. Uh, well, some of the same people who bid last year to run with us in the London Marathon, um, and they they bid again this year, and they bid a bit more for this retreat that we sort of created, Frothy Coffee Man and myself. Uh, came up with the idea and then uh, lovely Sylvie and super alley and Brett sort of managed the whole weekend and they did it really, really well. Um, and, and they said last night, you know, this is, have you enjoyed as much as we have? And you know how much I was looking forward to it, wasn't I? Spookily, really really spookily. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought this is going. to I think this is going to be great. And my, I suppose I had expectations about how good it was going to be. And it was as good. And I just sort of had this sick sense that it would be, um, They said, have you enjoyed it as much as we have? And I said, I've loved it. And they said, would you do it again? I said, you know, would you auction this off again? They said, and I said, yeah, but only if you lot bid for it. Because the one thing was, you know, there was nobody sticky there in the mix. You know what I mean? It was like, they all got on so well. Um, So yeah, yeah, I would do it again. And if you're all listening over breakfast now, back at ours, because they're still at our house. um, But only if you lot bid. (laughs) There you go. We've done one sweaty story this morning. Let's do another one. Sniffing other people's sweat can help treat social anxiety. How did they find this out? (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a very good point. <laughs> what did they try before? Come, on, they hit come on, 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 sweat.
2: What? What? What are these people doing? <laughs> if a picture living?
0: could paint a I thousand mean... words,
2: <laughs> like, come on! <laughs> Surely we need other things solved and whether sniffing an armpit. No, but help. what if it really works though? I, I mean, because
0: social anxiety is a really big thing. Yes, I
2: know, but like, it, I, were they just having a laugh? That like, listen, smell my pit, smell my cheese. <laughs>
0: uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just the way you frame it, I love it.
0: Um, stiffing other people's body odor can uh, may be able to help treat social anxiety, according to new research. Armpit sweat, <laughs> yeah, you're right with the pit. Armpit sweat was taken from volunteers who watched either happy or scary film clips, including Mr. Bean's Holiday, Sister Act and The Grudge. Now, you know, if you named if you were asked to name films that made you sweat, those wouldn't be the first <laughs> three that came up for me. The samples were then used alongside more traditional mindfulness therapy to treat social anxiety. The study revealed mindfulness was more effective when combined with sniffing the body odour. Oh, okay. I suppose the, the biggest overarching thought is here. Because, you know, what happens with research, isn't it? They come up with a hypothesis, then they, they try and conduct the science, which may prove or not prove their hypothesis. Why did they come up with... I wonder if
1: sweat...
2: No, someone will have said, oh, do you know what? I was feeling a bit anxious the other day and I leaned into my boyfriend and he'd just been playing rugby and he stank. And I, (laughs) do you know what? I felt like I can go out now. I can face the world after smelling his armpit. That's what all have happened. And then they'll have gone, well, we may as well try it, hadn't we? We've not come up with anything better so far.
0: Well, you're you're right. You might be right on the rugby player thing because it says here the study involved 48 women who suffered from social anxiety, some of whom were exposed to clean air and others to body odour. What do we... I don't mind... See, why is it, right? Why is it if you enter a a heated, hot yoga studio, which, I mean, come on, Mm. it is... You are met with a tsunami of of sweat from an odour point of view, aren't you? You get in there, all you can smell is sweat, can't you? Yep. Your fresh sweat, sort of um, vintage sweat... You know, um, good sweat, bad. I mean, it just stinks of sweat, doesn't it? But you don't mind it because you're ready for it. And then in other situations, you go, ooh, it's a bit pongy. On the yeah, oh. Well, oh. why Yeah, well, but why did we make those sort of decisions about, yeah, this is not... I mean, when you enter a hot yoga studio, it sort of confirms that you're in the right place. You almost like it in a way, don't you? And also yours is going to be part of it. So you go, well, I'm probably going to be adding to this, this potpourri of sweat.
2: You're prepared for it, whereas what? when you're like, you know, you're getting on the train on the way back, you know, from work and you're tired. You don't want that in your and face. Do
0: you think it's also because people hold the handrail? Yeah, it's, And it's—I mean, it's there. It's, it's like, hi, hi, meet my armpit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because I'm quite tall. Because you're not as tall, you must—you com- must be yes. confronted by this a lot more.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's not nice when you don't when you don't expect it. So it increases. Ex- does it
0: increase your social anxiety then? Oh, it
2: increases my anger levels. <laughs> and my blood starts <laughs> to boil, <laughs> and then I start speaking louder and louder. And then you start to sweat. Yeah, audible gasps. Ah, <laughs> oh, guys. Deodorant exists. Come, Come on. on. Thing is, I don't like I don't mind if 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 it's like a clean mm. sweat, do you know what I mean? Like if they've got deodorant on and they've got something, but if it's like they've clearly not, haven't washed in a while. Yeah, then
0: it may not be them, it may be like they've not laundered. They might be really yeah. clean underneath.
2: But their t shirts they've been wearing oh. for quite a while and they've oh. sweated into it. Yellow patch. Yeah. Uh.
0: Hello, Chris, and the ebulent cinch team. We are ebulent, aren't we? Would you say brilliant or a brilliant? Uh, isn't the love of a person sweat down to the pheromones? Some people make you heave, and others not. Margot and Stony Stratford. Well, that's interesting um, because that's also about smell, isn't it? So they say there's two things, apart from like you know people being horrible to you. But there's two things that naturally you will not be able to be with someone with because of unless they're compatible. Number one is how they smell. The regardless of how they look, how they are, if you can't put up with their smell you you will not be able to be with them for for any sort of decent length of time, and the way they eat and they're the two oh, things yeah. if you if you can't stand the way somebody eats. And you can't stand this man. It's not down to them. I mean, some some people may not smell, you know, of anything other than themselves, but you just can't deal with it. And it's really strange. And there's a massive science behind it. But it's fab- it's fascinating. It continues to make us the most... In the Eli's uh, dance show over the weekend, they did uh, Munch's Scream. You know, oh, yeah. and and it's the first time ever. I love that painting. I really love it. And he he did lots of screams, didn't he? Um, I mean, they put the most famous one up, and then they the dance troupe recreated, you know, or sort of um complemented the painting with. It was just amazing. It was a fantastic show. It was one hour. It flew by. It's the best thing Eli's ever been involved in. Well done to everybody at Jam Joe and Marky put it all together. It was just so good. So 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 good. Um. It was the first time, maybe because of where we were and how we were feeling, and there'd been a few songs before and a few pictures before, a few representations of the pictures in dance and the music was and the spirit of the kids and the love and the passion, the excitement and, and all the care and all the, the, the fact that it was sold out. you know, three shows of the weekend it sold out, 14 quid for a grown- up and 950 for a kid, and it all goes back into to the theater school, which is great. So, it was all great. And for the first time, I realized that that scream. You know that scream with the hands on the side of the face and the mouth. You know the, the 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 oval mouth and the and the hanging eyes. It was about the madness of being human. It wasn't necessarily the terror. It can be the terror, of course. It can be the terror of being human. It can be can be anything you want it to be. But I thought, to me, that yesterday afternoon, all it screamed was, being a human is bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> it just sends you mad. And even if you're in a great mood, you could scream going. I'm in a great mood, but I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> right? I was in a foul mood yesterday. Oh, my goodness me, why can't I be in this mood today? Next day, you were in a great mood the day before. You're not, ah, why am I not feeling like I did yesterday? Day after, ah, I feel great, but I don't know how to keep this going. And it's the whole thing about being shimmy. It's it's so mad, isn't it? It's so mad uh, that we are like we are. And it's funny because we're so different from... from the animal, vegetable or mineral. Yes, of course, we're animal, but we're not. You know, we're really not. You know, uh, we are so different to all the other species because of the three main things. We've been given the power of language, we've been given imagination and we've been given memory. And with that, what's that's what separates. And therefore... We can do more more magical and miraculous things, but should we be doing them? And are we the experiment and all the are all the animals looking at us going, This is gonna be interesting? Yeah. <laughs> with our their, with their wings folded, you know. Because I was um, I was reading about peacocks of the weekend and about about, you know, the truth behind the male peacocks' feathers. Now we, we all know, well most of us know, you know, it's to show off to the ladies. But what, what aspect of it is the showing off? And do you know what it is? It's the luminescence of the pattern. So, like, if you get a stained glass window in a church and the sun is at the right angle and it's the right time of year, so it's not too bright, because you don't want it too bright, you want that golden sun. And then, you know, if it's a bit of a dusty day in the church and the dust is rising like dry ice on a stage, then that is like, that. That just talking about it now, is giving me goosebumps, that stained window is rocking, right? And what you want from your peacock or from your feathers, if you you are Mr. P, um, you want your feathers to be luminescent. Because if they're luminescent and they're shiny, it means you're healthy. Oh. And it means you got all the right the, you know, Simon Cow wanted more lights, didn't he, from ITV for X Factor. Right. Every series said more light because he couldn't make it it's basically just super karaoke. Yeah. And he had to keep disguising that until you literally blind you with the lights. And I think the 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 one of the one of the reasons they knew that X Factor peaked is because they said it's like, we can't put any more lights on the screen. He <laughs> went, oh, OK, well, that's it. we we'll are probably pee. So, so <laughs> the, They that. won't notice for a couple of years. And then after that, they will notice. But that's the peacock. The peacock is doing that. And that's why the mass thing is really interesting. Because, it, especially, uh, excuse me, especially Ricky's uh, Phoenix. Because oh, yeah. they put the wings out. And he's like, look at me. And, and that all gets across. But it's not just the luminescence because the 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 shiny luminescence of a peacock a male peacock's feathers when he fans them out is is be- uh, overtly a suggestion that he is parasite free because the more parasites a peacock a male peacock has the duller his 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 show will become you know uh, but also it's to do with strength because that takes a lot of strength to do that mm. so if you, any lady peacocks listening, if you've yet you to go on your first date or, you know, you yet to dip your little talon into the water or whatever it may be uh, of, of, of relationship, the relationship game. So what you want is you want, a, you want, first of all, you want a big, a sort of big plumage from your, from your male fanning. Uh, literally, they're, they're, they're fanning you. Um, and you want it to be um, very shiny and also you want it to be very upright. So if it's leaning slightly back, it means it's not as strong as it could be as a suitor. So it's about str- it's about strength and it's about luminescence. And that's the truth behind the peacock's feathers. Wow. But what's interesting is that we're the opposite because it's usually the female who spends more time on how they look. We, we both do. So we're unique if from a species point of view in that – both sexes care about how they look, but generally it's different to the animal kingdom because generally it's the blokes that have got to show out to the women. It's the, it's, it's the other way around, which again is, makes us completely different mm. and unique and fascinating.
1: And, uh, ah! <laughs> 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 and we've got the thumbs. Disposable thumbs, opposable thumbs. Disposable, opposable. It's up <laughs> yeah. to you. Well, we that's got- nice, isn't it? Because that means we can make things.
0: Yeah, but it depends what we make. I know.
1: Yeah. But we started making.
0: No, no, look, we're having a go. Yeah. So to any feather, feathery and furry sort of um, co are on the planet, A, we can only apologise for everything we keep getting wrong. B, honestly, we're having a go. And if you didn't give an imagination, memory, and also um, the power to speak, which you sort of have, but not as cleverly as we have, or intricately or sophisticated, then you two would find life frustrating. <laughs> Doing our best. Yeah. And by the way, we, sometimes it works out really well because today, us humans, um, uh, animal friends, have succession to look forward to. Yes, we do. Because <laughs> we can make things like succession, which basically is a magnification of us at our worst. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to remind us to be more like you. <laughs> and we'll talk about succession now. Uh, Brian Cox, the exit interview God, Blair, and succession succession is available to watch now on sky it's this amazing hbo production people are saying it may be the, it's definitely already achieved tv immortality maybe the best show ever made i don't think you can say that anymore because there's so many good so much good stuff you know you've got your breaking bad and you've got your sopranos and you've got your maid and you've got i mean you know the list is literally endless this is the this is no not only is this the golden age of television this is the the dawn of super television you know i was talking about a mate of mine who makes loads of tv um, last week and you know i said super telly he said no it is it's all super telly now and it's so good lots of it's so good what's great about the fact that so much of it's so good is that the tv that isn't any good it's just it's just going to fall by the wayside it's not dissimilar to when you want to give up something that's bad for you. If you start to do something that's really good for you and something you enjoy, it will just pointy elbow out of the way all the bad stuff. You don't have to give the bad stuff up. There's no more room for the bad stuff. You know, it's it's a it's a bit like, you know, Darwin's theory of evolution. It's the same with telly. The better it gets, the bigger it gets, um, the, le- the less room there is, or the less point there is of making other telly because it ain't gonna make any money and those people are gonna go out of business. But Succession is back. Now, I've had the link to watch Succession all weekend, and I haven't watched it.
2: You're having too much fun, fun, though, so it's a good thing. And I was
0: being responsible, um, and I've got to say, all the auction winners did say, about every half an hour, do you really have the link to Succession? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but, you know, um, and then they forget about it, and then an hour later, do you have it on you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you Bluetooth your telly? Yep, can do all that kind of stuff. We're gonna watch it. No, because we 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 were we were the opposite of Succession um, this weekend. Now, obviously, I haven't seen it. Could have seen it. Could have talked about it this morning. There's loads of reviews in all the papers from around, from around the world. Because you're allowed to talk about it now. Um, I don't know when I'm going to watch it because I can't watch it at night because it's too late for me. You know, I finish reading stories to the kids at half seven, and then I've got to I've got to calm myself down because I can't get to sleep otherwise. Yeah, you, know, you know, I can't, I can't watch something like Succession and the good is I might as well eat a bag of sugar. Yeah, I tried. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. I know it's available <laughs> on demand now. I'm about to get to that point, right? So the alternative is I can watch it this afternoon, but I don't want to watch Succession in the light. Mm. It's a dark show. You have to watch it. You can't watch it. You know, the, what's what's like one of the game shows on TV? What's the? In for a, the, you, you can't you can't watch Succession when in for a penny's on the other side. <laughs> it's not the right time.
1: When did you watch Rabbit Hole? Charles Dance is coming in uh, to talk about this this new thriller. I watched Hole, it isn't. last night before I went to bed. Me too. And did you sleep?
0: No, I just no. <laughs> it was really. By the way, while we're talking about TV, yeah. oh, Charles Dance is coming on the show now. He's in this new show, this new Kiefer Sutherland show called Rabbit Hole. Now we all know Kiefer from various different shows. But my one of my favourite shows of all time was twenty four. I loved it. I once watched and the the pers- there was somebody with me at the time and she will testify to this. We once watched seventeen twenty fours back to back. We watched seventeen in a row.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Whoa that's like that and it was in real time, wasn't it twenty four? Wasn't it a twenty four? Yeah, it was like
2: thing? an hour, like yeah, yeah. each episode, yeah.
1: So you were watching a show in real time, in real time. Cool. How was that? It was amazing.
0: But that's how good that show was. You think, Kiefer's you know, he's going to spend the rest of his life looking for another twenty-four. This could be it. It's so good. It starts off at the first twenty which You think nothing's going on here. You know, c- clearly, they, c- clearly they've offered Kiefer Sutherland all the money in the world to do the show. I'm just telling it like it is. And then it gets better and better, um, and you go, oh no. Here's another show I don't have time for in my life that
1: I've got to watch. Yeah, and the thing is, at the end of the first episode, you 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 largely think, "What's going on here?" And you think, "Oh, I'm going to have to find out, aren't I?" That's seven more episodes. I'm in. Is it seven? It's only seven. seven. That's Uh, right. It's eight in total. We've watched one. (sighs)
0: Take it as a blessing. Uh, Ray Honey says, uh, "Currently on my way to the fire station for my first ever day shift. I'm super excited. Is this Friday? I'm off to Bonnie Scotland to see my family." That's nice, isn't it? Cool. Uh, saw the Northern Lights in South Shields on Thursday evening and just had oh, to get this pic.
2: stop it. That's, wow, that, that looks like a yeah. painting. And That's it's a ridiculous. lot closer
0: than Iceland, where you and I went to try yeah. and see the Northern Lights. Saw
2: nothing. I had a great time, though. I love Iceland. Oh, yeah. Quite Quite expensive, but stunning. No, no
0: ridiculous ridiculously expensive.
2: Ridiculously expensive. But, yeah, that, I mean, wow, that looks like... It's made on computer. <laughs> yeah,
0: well done, Gavin. Such Uh Today is working day. 11 of 15 before we meet our daughter during her world travels in Bali. I haven't seen her since September, so this week uh, can't get can't go quick enough. Have a lovely day, team. Says Lisa. All right, you too, Lisa. Telegraph says uh, about Succession. It is magnificent, but thank God it's nearly over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I'm completely with them. <laughs>
0: Vanity Fair, this is succession at its best. Both silly and high stakes, a guiltily enviable glimpse into moneyed people's well-appointed existences and a giddy skewering of their noxious vanities. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because... You know, when you go to show like this, it usually if it's if it's as good as this, you know, and it uh, sustains um its wonder, it usually runs six to seven seasons. And this is finishing at four. This is the end, isn't it? They've said it's the finale, it's all gonna end. Which I think is is brilliant. Um obviously we all want more, but I wonder, because all the geniuses behind it. If they always planned for four and this is how it was going to pan out. Uh, because that is... I mean, I'm sure Sky and HBO would be desperate. Like, oh, really? Just the four seasons? Because usually it's so hard to get a recommission of any show. This is the opposite. They'll be begging the producers and the writers, won't they, I suppose.
1: I'm really interested to find out what happens in this season four because if you remember what happens at the end of season three, that was a sort of ending, wasn't it? Is it going to be that kid? Is it going to be that kid? Is it going to be that kid? No, it's going to be none of you.
0: Well... Um, maybe that was the that was you know the twist, wasn't it, or the the red herring at the end of season three for the whole of season four. But look, Washington Post, this series is smart and it knows what it is. Exactly. If it remains narrowly and unapologetically focused on the callow miseries of its billionaires, it is finally, after spinning its wheels for several seasons, ready to push its premise to the breaking point. And if you think about. You know the, the the kind of shows that trailblazed this kind of super telly. You know, do you remember the first time? I the first time you were watching a show and it was like, you know, the second episode of the first series, and the person that you thought you liked the best got killed. Mm. You know, I don't know, that's that's not supposed to happen, and that's what they're doing with this as a show. They're killing it when you just don't want them to, but they're killing the whole show, which I suppose, if you think about it, is is where that philosophy, that mindset has to go. So we're going to kill off characters when you don't want us to, when you've only just fallen in love with them or begun to hate them, uh, to make yourself feel a bit better about everything else, and we're going to do the same. Now, what's left is we're going to do the same with the whole show. I wonder where they go from here. You know, as a blueprint for that kind of writing, I think it's fascinating mm. but i'm i'm gonna to have to watch it this afternoon but i don't i don't want to watch it in the afternoon i want to watch ted lasso in the afternoon you know because i watch ted lasso at about sort of quarter to three and then the kids come home at half three i'm in a great mood i know that i've got to be more ted you don't want to watch succession the kids come in hi dad <laughs> well you know what yeah, you yeah, want to say there yeah. don't you <laughs> <laughs>
1: Vassos, do your best, please, if you don't mind. He's British acting royalty, who's played royalty in The Crown and met his end on the throne in Game of Thrones. He's now starring in the new spy thriller Rabbit Hole, available now on Paramount+. Plus. So stand by, everyone, and allow us to lead you a merry Charles Dance! Yeah,
0: very good, Vassos! Happy with that, Charles? <laughs> very good. Monday yes. Uh, So back to Bologna, uh, back to the food street. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Where are we in Bologna? Which street are we going to eat?
3: It's a street of a thousand food shops. Right. It's only about three feet wide. Right. And it is full of people eating food, talking about food, buying it to take home. Yeah. Just having it there. And and, and there's this parmesan <laughs> that is 30 months old and it makes your gums whistle. It's fantastic. I love parmesan.
0: How like? do you like it? Chunked up, broken down? Um, exactly do like, like that. Yeah. Chunked up,
3: broken down. Yeah. Little yeah. bits. Yeah. Okay. Um, so oh, Charles has only been here for
0: three minutes. We've talked about Kentish Town, Sardinia, Panavino, uh, a <laughs> Sunday afternoon Italian film club, a lady who sold restaurant but now does it from our home and suddenly we're in bologna it's like being with rick stein as opposed to <laughs> him in charles Dance. is italian your favorite food would you say say that again is italian your favorite food or do you like all? yes i think it is yeah yeah
3: I love yeah. It. yeah i love it
0: um anyway charles welcome welcome congratulations on rabbit hole we haven't seen the bit where you come in because you're at the end of episode two yes uh we won't say who well i suppose we have to um but we have seen uh, i've seen one and a half episodes watched them last night you know, I love Kiefer Sutherland anyway. Yeah, you know, 20, too. I, 24, I genuinely binged. I did 17 24s in one day. We've had a text from somebody who did 24 on a flight to Australia. Um, and then we talked about, what's, it, what's the next show called? A
1: Designated Survivor. That, which
0: I wouldn't watch in protest to Jack Bauer because he wasn't playing <laughs> Jack Bauer. I had, I had character, um, whatever, loyalty <laughs> yes. going on. Uh, tell us about this
3: one, Charles, if you don't mind. Well, he's not playing Jack Bauer in this. No, no he's not. It's, it's an espionage thriller um, that you uh, you really have to concentrate on because no, nothing is what it seems. Um, you need to be really on the ball. You can't lay back, you know, with a kind of bowl of crisp or something. You have to lean forward because you'll miss things uh, because n- nothing is what it seems. You can't trust any of the characters. I mean. I tell a monstrous lie, and there are lots of other little lies, um, but it's one of the most exciting things that I've ever done, um, and I promise you it's a... Terrific watch.
0: And Can you tell that off the bat? You know, when you get the script, do you do you get that straight away, or because it, there are many fences that productions can
3: fall at? Yeah, no, you can't get this one straight away. Or we didn't get it straight away. And John and Glenn, the writers, um, you know, who, who, they've written things like Bad Santa. Okay, now you come from Bad Santa to an espionage thriller. Um, they're extraordinary. But we we as actors were drip-fed information in the way the audience is being drip-fed right. information. You know, we get to episode three and I say to John, and Glenn, what's happening in the next episode? Oh, we're not sure yet, Charles. And oh, really? OK. So at the last minute, the script arrives, you think, oh, that's what I do and that's why I did that, yeah. I
0: see. And do you think they're writing on the fly or they're just keeping
3: it... Keeping your powder dry. No, they're just keeping us on our toes. I think. Wow. Yeah. All
0: right. So um, we say it's it's an espionage. It's a thriller. Yes, it is. But Kiefer Sutherland plays um, John Weir. So John Weir is this character who's very sort of immersed in the in the various world of finance, and he does a particular job. He's almost like um, he's almost like a, a contract killer, but for, for finance. Yes. What 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 how would you describe what he does then?
3: It's um what he does he, he um how can I say wrap it up simply? I mean the show is about the acquisition and misuse of personal data for nefarious reasons. Right. And he is paid to do that. Yes. With his company.
0: Okay, so 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 basically people bring him in to credit and or discredit people, companies or situations that will be beneficial to other people in the financial markets. Exactly. Something like that. Exactly.
3: And You, you thi- put it much better than I did. Do you, th- do you think people like that really That's think. why you're a radio host. <laughs>
0: what? Sorry. Do you think people like that really exist? Do you think his company really I, I should have put my headphones on, shouldn't I? Sorry, cause... sorry, does, do, you think, do you think people like his character do exist? Do you think they go about these things? Of course they do, Chris. Do they, honestly? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yes.
3: Wow. Yeah, of course I do.
0: Okay, and what they've yeah. do, what the writers have done is they've embraced technology because you can deep faking as well. That comes into its own, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. In, in this, yeah. Uh, you know, and various things that go on. and like you say, there are no rules because you go if you you know we don't know what's happening. You can't second guess a single scene. And I I have to confess, last night I watched episode one, right, and I thought this is amazing. The last twenty minutes it goes new, literally goes nuclear, and then I started to watch episode two whilst brushing my teeth, right, and I thought. I now need to rewatch that because I think something happened in that like, twenty-seven seconds that I'm because ev- like you say, everything is so important.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah.
0: Right yeah. now, you, Mister, yes. who's on our show today, mm. we can't ask you any questions about what you do because we really haven't seen your character. What can you say that might would might might get us into trouble if we said it?
3: <laughs> There's very little that I can say because it, it, well, you know, it's, the character is full of spoilers. All I can say is that apart from the the first entrance that you see at the end of episode two, right, um, very soon after that you, see, it revealed that I tell the most monstrous lie. I mean, it's horrendous <laughs> that has a terrible effect on. On Kiefer's character. All
0: right, so here we go. What we can say is this: because you're because the production company sent us this note about oh, your did character, they? Oh, right. we can say this, right? Yeah. Charles plays Doctor Ben Wilson, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, who is described as an ex CIA operative? What might he have done for the CIA?
3: Um, I liaised with the CIA <laughs> when working for MI5. <laughs> Okay, so a CIA, I always think of CNA and then MFI, <laughs> but it's not that, is it?
0: It's definitely the CIA and uh, yes. MI5. Okay. Who uh, invented the playbook for winning hearts and minds whilst toppling regimes? Yes. Did you have to sort of immerse yourself in this sort of backstory? Is this what happens? Is this how you do it?
3: Yes. A former partner, when I worked with MI5, and I developed um, something called the Algorithm of Control. Oh, now you're getting into <clears> it. <throat> yeah. Now you've got your juices flowing. But his work
0: left him paranoid and unfit for civilian life as he sees threats everywhere. Yes. Da, da, da. It's, all, it's all true. So, yes. so has he been has he been sort of not exiled? Has he been in self-exile anywhere? How long has he been away for, your 25 30 years. And what do you think what do you think he might be doing as you were constructing how you're going to play him what, what's he been up to?
3: Um, tracking the whereabouts of my kind of arch nemesis. Right. And a lot can go on in 25 years, especially with technology. 25 yes. minutes now. Yeah. So is yeah. he up to speed or is he old school and is that where the two worlds collide? He's old school struggling to get up to speed. Right. Okay. Um, how are you with Which that? Which is why he's recruited his son. All right. Okay. Ah, there you go. Okay. He is willing to risk everything
0: to get what he. What does he want? To get what he wants. What does he want?
3: I want to stop the man <laughs> who I have just referred to as my arch nemesis. I'm trying not to give you no, any spoilers. No, I know. I know. Here. I know. It's really <laughs> difficult. I know. It's like I'm trying to trip you
0: up, and I'm really not at all. I promise you. Uh, no matter who gets hurt along the way. All right. Um, let's talk about the scale of production, because it's. I love all this stuff. How big was it? How long did it last? Um, did, what buildings did you really blow up? What didn't you blow up? W- where? How was the catering?
3: Well, there wasn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, the catering was not bad. Thank you very much. Right. It's very important. How was the catering compared to Game of Thrones? Um, Game of Thrones was terrible to begin with <laughs> until I complained, and after the first week, suddenly they changed the caterers, and we had fantastic catering after that. Yeah. It's a totally false economy. Yeah, of course it is, because everybody's in a bad mood. And also, nutrition has got to be the right
0: thing. Can't be big,
3: fat, lazy food. All
0: right, uh, come on. Where'd you film it? Where'd you shoot it? Um, We shot
3: it in Toronto. Toronto doubled for New York. And then we were there for about six months. And there are some fantastic restaurants in Toronto. (laughs) The, The catering was pretty good. It was hot and humid a lot of the time, which quite surprised me. Um, I did swim in the lake once. Did you? I didn't really want to do it again. You look very well. You've always looked well. I've known you for a while. You know so this. So do you, actually. Thank
0: you very much. I mean, Thank you're much. glowing with uh, health. Well, yeah. I've, yeah, I've had to do lots of work, as you can well imagine. Uh, what's your regime? Because obviously open water swimming, you're not frightened of that. So what
3: else? Um, I swim in the Lido, or Lido, however you care to pronounce it. it- Parliament, Parliament, Hill, Parliament Hill, which is unheated. Yeah. Um, I've yet to manage to go through 365 days a year, but I've um, I've done March to November. I've been a bit wimpy this year because I've got rather used to heated hotel pools, so the Lido is going to come as a bit of a shock to me. How are you with sleep? Terrible. Really? Oh, terrible. I had a terrible night's sleep last night. I haven't had a decent night's sleep for years. Any reason I for that? I kind of, No. Um... I wake up at three o'clock in the morning with my rational brain doing battle with my emotional brain. Okay, you, I, I find it very difficult to switch off. Do you have any tricks? No, I get up, make a cup of tea.
0: I'm going to give you some stuff. Will
3: oh, really? you? Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I promise you I will. Oh, excellent.
0: What was your uh, opinion of Kiefer Sutherland before you worked with him? If this indeed was the first time you worked with him, I I think he's a. I think he's fantastic. Every time he comes in here, I'm a little bit starstruck. If I'm being honest, right? I think he's
3: a bit of a dude. Yeah. Not,
0: not unlike yourself, Charles.
3: Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I share that view. I think he's wonderful. he's a joy to work with. Um, the last time I saw him, he was here with the band. Yeah, you know, um, he came. He came in the studio. I think he might have played. I can't remember. Um, sorry. Yeah, but yeah. I think he. I think he enjoys that more than acting actually. Yeah. Um, what,
0: what a lovely thing to be able to have the two um, authentically. Because yeah. a lot of actors think they can rock and roll, exactly, and, rock, and a lot, lot of rock and rollers think they can act. But yeah, he, he can actually do both, can't he? Which he can, Which is particularly yeah. annoying, yeah. I've got to be honest.
3: Yeah. I can't do either. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a joy. And, um, I mean, when I was sent the script for this, I, I spoke to my daughter yep. down in Somerset and told her about it. And she said, listen, I grew up with the Lost Boys. Please, you have to do this. I said, right, okay. Yeah. Um, He's terrific. And did you know his dad? Well, do you know his dad? Have you worked with his dad?
0: Have I what? Have you worked with his dad? No, I haven't worked with his dad. No. Have you met him? No, I haven't. See, he's another dude, isn't he? What was that thing that he was in with Hugh Grant? That amazing show. Do you remember? Oh. The Undoing. Did you watch that? The Undoing? No.
3: No, I haven't. No. No.
0: Um, we've been raving this morning about your show a lot, and also Succession coming back today. Oh, yeah, right. Come on, tell me, tell me from a from an, a, a quality actors' point of view. Tell me about Succession. Come on,
3: I I think it's one of the best shows on television. It's incredibly well written. Mm. It's wonderfully acted. And Brian Cox is a friend of mine. And I mean, he's, you know, he's firing off 12 cylinders. He's at the top of his game at the moment. And it's a joy to watch. He's, he's, he's incredible, you know? Yeah, I think he, he's amazing. How long have you known him for? Oh, God, I don't know, 20, 30 years, really? more, more, probably. Yeah. And when
0: you see him, you yeah. know, eating up those lines, you know, and reveling in the darkness of those infinite. Darkest of Wells, and yes. you just say,
3: "Go on, Brian." Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, I love pe- watching people in my profession operate like that. You know, on, on the the engine is running at full power, and I yeah, think, yeah. "Yeah, go on, that's great, fantastic." So,
0: um, let's, so, so, this is this isn't terrible, is it? This, I mean, you know, by the way, and everything. Uh, but in the last few years, Game of Thrones, this now rabbit hole, The Crown in between, yeah. yeah um, you, you you've always seemed to me like you're firing on all cylinders.
3: Yeah, right. I hope so. Uh, yeah.
0: th- and uh, like going forward, is do you have you ever had a plan? You know, do you just wait for that phone? Does the phone? How does it work? Phones don't ring anyway. Now you just get messages
3: all the time. Yeah. Um. You know, people talk about the choices actors make. My choice principally has mostly been to work or not work. Right. Actually, that is the question. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, indeed. That <laughs> is the question. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shakespeare almost had it right. Yes. <laughs> and I've been very lucky. Yeah. You no? Know? Yeah. yeah. And I, but uh, I've no idea what I'm doing next. Right. So, um,
0: how many, you've got eight episodes of this, haven't we? Okay. Um, yeah. Could this go forever and ever? Because we don't know. I mean, what can you tell us about that? Are you allowed to say anything about that?
3: Um, well, um, there are eight episodes. Whether we're going to go to another series or not remains to be seen. You know, it depends how well it's received. We hope so, you know, obviously.
0: Come on, it's great. What? It's great. I watch yeah. a lot of this stuff. I have to for my job. This is, I think it's off the chain. I really do. Great. I, I love the way it's graduated. It's very clever. I haven't seen anything like it before. People try and, people use tech now. You know, the the exper- exponential jumps in tech to, to, to excuse... Plots. But when they get it right like this, you go, oh, my God, it's so brilliant and so frightening and all those different things at once. What do you think about super telly? I have talked about super TV a lot. I think we're in the era of super television
3: now. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Um, I share that view, actually. You know, there was a time when you you kind of looked up to movies and you looked down to yep. television. and Well, that you know, the line between them has now become so blurred because the quality of writing is fantastic. Yeah and there is so much of it yeah. I mean all of these streaming companies you know, there's an insatiable appetite for product Yeah. so it's very good for actors because there's a lot of work around but and it's also good for crews it's very difficult to find a crew at the moment I if know. you want to make something. You know?
0: I know well studios are booked up for three years <clears> and especially in the UK thank God and and also <clears> you know that's where they're building new lot massive lots be being extended sky building and you think at Elstree this planning permission gone in near where I live as well Star Wars was made there the TV show show and I say to my son and you know his mates you know what one of his mates does the lighting for the theatre shows at school Right. right and I said he is going to be a gazillionaire because he's yeah. all, because he can already yeah. he can already write a lighting uh, play wow for a script for, for his but like you say the technicians it's all very exciting yeah when a footballer gets offered a gig right right and, and they have to then go home and tell the family I've got a new job we're moving to I'm not going to say a name right but <laughs> right. like somewhere maybe you you know you know not not Barcelona you know somewhere like that. Um, is it the same with movies for you? Because you don't know where they're going to be made. You can send the script. Yeah. How, how far down the line of questions, follow-ups, is where do I need to go to make this? Is that relevant?
3: It becomes relevant. Of does, course it does. Does it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for my, my girlfriend who is Italian, yeah. she's, a, she's a line producer. Right. It's a very difficult job especially if you're a woman, and especially if you're a woman working in Italy, okay, It's very male-dominated. But she's just started a television series. She's going to be there for six months. Now, I'm going to try and nip backwards and forwards to Italy, but I don't know where the next job is coming from. I mean, if we get picked up for a second series, like, soon, then I'll be in Toronto, so that's even further away. So nipping backwards and forwards between here and Italy is going to be difficult. So, yeah... Where something is being made is,
0: yes, it's important. Toronto, though, nice place. A nice place. Canada, generally, nice place. I mean, not round the corner, admittedly, but yeah. <laughs> a All lovely right. place nevertheless. Um, yeah, it is. What, what really? about? Do you see the White Lotus? No, I've not seen. Oh! it. Oh,
3: no. I mean, clearly, really? you've, you've. Oh, it's amazing. Somebody's off the chain. Off the chain. I tell you what, I did watch recently, but just again. Purely for, for Alessandra's sake, because she'd not seen it before, I said, you have to watch Happy Valley, right? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Because of Sarah Lancashire and yeah. because it's well made. But, I mean, Sarah's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but Alessandra, and I love her dearly, but there are a few euphemisms that she's not quite familiar with. Right. So she says, can we bungee jump Happy Valley? I said, no, not bungee jump, it's binge watch. <laughs> right. That is so beautiful. You're bungee jumping,
0: Happy Valley. That is so beautiful. Um, Charles, it's great to see you, man. Thank you. You never, you always look the same. Well, so do you. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Charles. It's very nice to be here. Thank Um, you. Charles's new show is fantastic. Uh, Keith Sutherland, um, Charles, and all their friends in this amazing thing called Rabbit Hole. First two episodes available now on Paramount Plus. New episodes added every week. Charles, it's a joy. Stay safe. Stay well. I will. Thank to work or not to work? That is the question. <laughs> uh, thank you, best. Thank you, Sinead.